Hi, this is Jim Martin, and welcome to the Compassionate Leadership Podcast. A Compassionate Leadership Podcast is for you, the rising leader, who wants to guide your team with a combination of smarts and heart. You who are technically capable and emotionally equipped to develop yourself and those around you with a positive leadership style. At the end of this episode, I'll tell you how you can learn more about compassionate leadership through my books, my blog, and on social media. Thanks for listening and enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Jim. This is a special five-part series designed to help individuals who have been forced to transition from on-site work to working from home. During this series, I will share my best practices of being effective while working from a home office. I have worked from a home office for over 30 years. There are essential habits you need to develop in the areas of office setup, discipline, time management, organization, and communication. During this difficult time, I want to help you master this part of your work life and aid in coping with this specific challenge brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. Hi, this is Jim Martin, and you're listening to Compassionate Leadership, Tools for Modern Management. Working from Home, a COVID-19 Guide, Part 3, Time Management. You're off to a good start in becoming an effective working from home person. You've done the physical work of setting up your dedicated workspace. You've assessed your overall daily routine and adjusted that so you can sustain your personal energy and master your new work reality. Now it is time to get a bit more granular. It is time to master your calendar and the decisions you make about time management. Many years ago, I used a paper planner book for my daily calendar. I tried them all. Daytimer, Dayrunner, Franklin Covey. Each of them worked for me for the most part. They seem archaic today. But these paper systems had one intrinsic advantage compared to today's electronic calendars. They forced me to think. Today's electronic calendars on our laptops and smartphones are great at scheduling every available minute in our schedules. You can schedule a meeting that ends the second another meeting is set to begin. How efficient can you get? But the drawback is that other people can schedule your time right onto your calendar. You get an email invitation to a meeting. It is on your calendar. You have tentatively accepted that invitation. Now it is up to you to come up with a good reason why you can't make it. We've gotten so conditioned by this electronic feature that we've passively become controlled by it. We assume all of those invitations should be accepted by default. The paper planner was different. I controlled it. I wrote my appointments into that book. Nobody else picked up my book, looked at my calendar, and wrote appointments in it for me. In fact, nobody touched that book. It was low-tech, but it was high-intention. It was a planner. It required planning. As you take greater control over your work location, your work routines, and the time commitments you make, remember one important thing. You have a new opportunity to take greater control when it comes to your time management. Start by focusing on three areas. Scheduling calls and meetings. You're not going back to a paper planner but you can take this opportunity to think and act differently about your time commitments. 
Block off sections of time on your calendar that are not available for others to book for you. I've always considered it a best practice to schedule myself for dedicated project work or reading or planning or thinking. These blocks of time are not available for anything else or for anyone else to book your time on your behalf. It is the equivalent of preventing anyone from picking up your paper planner and writing an appointment in it. While that automated scheduling capability still exists and working from home in the current crisis hasn't prevented this practice, one thing has changed, your mindset. You are now in a different mental place. You are thinking more clearly about being intentional about the things you do, about the groceries you buy, the way you wash your hands, and how you interact with others. Carry that new assertiveness over to the way you make yourself available for work commitments as well. Commit to the most important things. Don't drift into the trap of getting pulled into low-priority work just because others have visibility to your calendar's open spaces. Be intentional about your time and play a little time management defense now that you are taking more control of your work habits. Increase your effectiveness in your meetings. Since meetings are often scheduled back to back to back these days, an unfortunate phenomenon occurs. The last 10 minutes of the current meeting and the first 10 minutes of the next meeting are usually wasted time. People end meetings by packing up to head across campus and stumble into meetings they couldn't get to on time. That effectively reduces the meeting time by 20 minutes. So now we have a 40 minute meeting. But wait, there is an inevitable occurrence of the person who needs to be refreshed on what they missed by being late, or the topics that get discussed twice for the same reason. Now we are effectively down to a 30-minute meeting. Or are we? For the leader, the last 10 minutes that were intended to align on next steps are corrupted by commotion. Now that leader must spend that 10 minutes outside the meeting to decide on next steps, and additional time and energy to communicate that to the group after the meeting. For a one-hour meeting, we end up spending almost that same amount of time in duplicate work because the scheduled meeting was so inefficient. There is a new opportunity here. In a traditional on-site meeting, even if some people are phoning in, you are subject to this inefficiency. If just a few people are physically on-site, they still must come from and go to other meetings. I've been on countless conference calls when you can hear that stampede beginning in the conference room. Checkout time. In our new reality, everyone is calling in. Nobody is on site. Recognize this. Be prompt, coming and going. Challenge your colleagues to be prompt and efficient in their meeting attendance and participation. Call on participants to come prepared to begin the meeting work in the first two minutes, not by minute 15, and get everyone crisply focused on next steps in the last 10 minutes, so the leader doesn't have to chase everyone down for them after the meeting. There is a level of empathy that everyone needs to carry here. We're all in a new reality. This is a very simple contribution all can make to make our work lives as positive and productive as we can in our new situation. Set hard stops and build boundaries. You've heard people say it. I have a hard stop at the top of the hour. That is code for letting everyone know that the team's ability to end meetings on time and respect everyone else's commitments is atrocious. Maybe the person that articulates this gets a side eye, as if they're not a perfect team player. I don't buy that. 
Organizations that don't demonstrate respect for the time of their people create cultures that don't respect their people, period. Begin treating every end time of your meetings, your personal work appointments, and your workday segments as hard stops, and your meetings on time. If you're doing scheduled project time, end that work at the appropriate stop time, regardless of whether you're on a roll or not. When it is time for your lunch break or the end of your day, make those stops clean. Respect yourself and your family time. Don't let work overrun the gaps in your day that give you the energy you need to be effective. On that note, don't eat your breakfast or your lunch at your desk. Don't weave bites of your meal between and around your work. Now that your job lives in your house with you and your family, maintain healthy boundaries. When it is time to eat, stop working. When it is time to work, stop eating. Keep as much distinct structure between your work life and your home life as possible. You'll find you'll enter each with the energy you need to be good at both, and you'll anticipate each with a positive mindset. We didn't need a working from home mandate as a result of a global pandemic to understand that we can all get better at time management. These tips won't make you an instant time management ninja. They are just a few small changes you can make in your new situation that will help you to avoid slipping into bad habits and support assertive choices about your work life that are now under your discretion. Develop these good habits as you begin working from home. Keep them when things begin shifting back to the way they were. You'll improve your own effectiveness, and you might just move your organizational culture in a better direction. Be smart, be safe, be healthy, be kind. Hi, this is Jim Martin, and thanks for listening to this episode of Compassionate Leadership. You can read this and other articles from my Compassionate Leadership blog on my website at jamesmichaelmartin.com. Compassionate Leadership is for rising leaders who want to guide their teams with a combination of smarts and heart. You who are technically capable and emotionally equipped to develop yourself and those around you with a positive leadership style. Compassionate Leadership is based on my award-winning book, The Modern Compassionate Leader, 12 Essential Characteristics of the Rising Sales Leader. The Modern Compassionate Leader was recognized as one of the best business books of 2019 by the Colorado Independent Publishers Association. Based on my 30 years of experience in industrial and consumer sales leadership, it's a practical guide for women and men seeking to take their leadership skills to the next level. Learn more about my book at moderncompassionateleader.com. You can purchase my book on Amazon, as well as other major online outlets, or order your copy through your favorite independent bookstore. Follow me on Twitter at JMM Leadership or on the Modern Compassionate Leader Facebook page, and check out my videos on my Compassionate Leadership channel on YouTube. Thanks again for listening to this episode, and please send me your feedback. I love hearing how these principles work for you in your career. And until next time, lead well, my friend.